What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Mid Convo Podcast. This is episode 17, I believe. This is the second episode in two weeks. Uh, we are back in the schedule, trying to get back to weekly uh, episodes. But today's episode is pretty special. Special. We have two guests, uh, my best friend, Michael, and my brother, Kevin. Uh, we're going to be going over the topic, do you really need passion? It's going to be a good one. So let's first roll intro music and get right into it. What's up, y'all? What is up? Use what the mic. Up? What is you got to put it up to your mouth, bro. <laughs> what is up? What is up? <laughs> what All is right. Up? So, uh, right now, we're actually recording this episode in Vashon Island. That's why the three of us are together. We kind of got away a little bit. So, Vashon is literally like 40 minutes away from where we live. But we wanted to kind of get it some time to work away from home because we've all kind of been just stuck there with all the coronavirus covid stuff so uh michael like i mentioned earlier is my best friend kevin is my brother we're gonna be going over this passion topic so maybe let's start with like what do you think passion is any over mike anyone anyone can go passion to me is a drive a sense of a drive an emotion a feeling uh you know leaning towards some sort of accomplishment i'd say okay um i think passion uh is put simply is something that you're willing to put all your time and effort into uh, whether that be you know it could be anything but you feel so strongly about whatever that is that you're willing to do whatever it takes to put maximum effort and so, you know, it's one of those things that just drives you. Mm-hmm. That's good. Dang, I feel like we got really deep, like straight I out think, the gate. Hold I, on, let's. I, I, let's <laughs> he's a real back. Yo, yo back. let's just reel that back real quick. Let's give some context. Actually, I was like, yo, that maybe that was a loaded question. Just, I'm sorry well, to, I, the, I, I'm I, sorry I, to the listeners. We just went straight guns blazing into that podcast episode. I think you need to, like introduce first and then ask. Okay, all right, all right. Like all right. what we do, all right. maybe, like, or like. Hey, what? we're we're still we're still on the recording, so. The one, hey, once that red button goes, there is no oh, such thing. Let's, let's just no, 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 no. Put the headphones put the, back on. Put the headphones on. Once the red button is over. going, there is no recapping in the middle. Okay, we we the podcast is there for all the dirty parts of the filmmaking and creative process. Okay, or the audio process. So let's first introduce each other okay so so Ke- cook weights kevin lee what do you do what do you do yeah what do you do <laughs> okay. who are you bro tell your audience host ever. Tell, tell everybody who you, are. who you are um so i'm ed's brother kevin um currently i am working on a few projects um and as far as my social which is my social media goes um have an instagram that i've started uh just op- uploaded my first youtube video so i'm starting a youtube channel and i'm also planning to start a podcast once my mic arrives in the next couple of weeks so um just going full send on this um you know projects of mine and it's fully based around fitness and nutrition and lifestyle 
hence the name Cook Weights, because we incorporate lots of you know cooking videos, recipes, and also weightlifting, running, nutrition, health. So just a lot of things about just my life, and so hopefully, you know, people are interested in that. But that's where I am right now. It's a great name, Cook Weights. We're cooking the weights out here. Cook Weights, <laughs> chef slash. Yeah. Just person who works out, <laughs> bodybuilder. We cooking. Yeah. And what's runner. cooking out here, guys? Okay, cool. All right, Michael. Who are you? What do you do? What are you working on? Um, man, I kind of want to go into like my backstory, but that probably it, it, be too it long. Probably, it probably will come like yeah. kind of as we go through. But like first, um, let's just talk about like what you do, um, and where what you're trying to accomplish over the next couple months. Right now. Um, I'm building the foundation of uh, kind of my content career. Um, we'll get into it later, like Edward said. Um, but I feel like as I, I feel as though content creation has kind of came full circle for me. Um, so I am uh, working toward building my brand, working on uh, building a consistent schedule of posting on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, and just really working toward building my brand as a content creator uh, and just as of right now uh, focusing on real estate sick honestly honestly guys if you're listening to this i feel like this for me personally i was really excited to have both mike and kevin on the podcast because you guys have probably listened to all the previous episodes and generally i i kind of feature people who like have already kind of established themselves like in whatever they're doing or they've already like chased their quote unquote passion um they're maybe already crushing it doing what they're doing they've already amassed some kind of following but i feel like these two people on this podcast right now are like in their beginning phases of of creation content creation this whole like social media world and i really feel like there's some value that you guys can all take away because we all start somewhere and i think there's some relatability for some of you guys and hearing their stories, hearing maybe them, some of the struggles that we're going to be going through in this podcast. So I'm super excited to dive into like more of that. So um, going back to uh, Kevin, I feel like cook weights. Let's hear some of your backstory, you know, like how, how, how did you get into cooking? Like, what do you do right now? You know, like, obviously, you know, you, you obviously have to make a livelihood. You have to make money. You have to pay bills. So like how, what do you do right now? What was your story? How are you transitioning over into this whole like social right, right. media realm that's not really paying any bills yet, you know? Right. Um, so as far as, so there's two backgrounds, obviously, to my story. There's cooking and there's fitness. Um, cooking was always something I was always interested in when I was younger. I always cook for friends and family that evolved into wanting to go to culinary school. So I went to culinary school after graduating high school took some business classes got my associates and then um halfway through that after getting my associates we uh, opened up a family business and i basically ran that it was a cafe so still involved and utilizing all my skills that i learned in culinary school and things like that and then i kind of got sick of running you know a business and wanted to just try something new so now i'm currently working as a manager at a local um, cheese company slash restaurant here in seattle um, that's and that's really to pay my bills and i've stumbled across 
cook weights because fitness has always been a part of my life, just not at the forefront. And so now just um, I wanted to just somehow incorporate these two things that I love, fitness, working out, and also cooking and food. And I thought, what better way to do that by just putting it out there for people to see on social media. So that's just kind of how it all started. But obviously, it's it's a lot more in-depth than that. But just to put it simply, that's how it started. So would you say that you're like passionate about those things? Or is it just like something that was like convenient for you at that time in your life? Like, are, yeah. So is it is it is like cooking something you're really passionate about? Or is it just something like a means to an end, like fitness and cooking, you know, or is it like how much of it is actually just like what you enjoy doing in a system and how much of it is like, oh, I'm so passionate about this, you know? Right. And I think that's why passion is such a loaded topic, because for me, passion comes and goes. I think passion is something that if you don't continuously work at and cultivate it's not going to go anywhere. So for me, example, I was blazing, coming out the gates, blazing out of culinary school. I was super into cooking. I wanted to work in like five star fine dining restaurants, making all these things that you see on like Netflix chef's table, like all these restaurants and these chefs that are making all these crazy things. That's where I wanted to go because my passion was for cooking. But then once I didn't, there was a time period of my life where I wasn't really cooking a lot, you know, whether because my life was busy because of work, because of fatigue. I just stopped cooking and that passion kind of dwindled down. And for a while, I was, cooking wasn't that interesting to me for a while. And then just recently, it's kind of come back. And the same thing goes with fitness for me when I was Oh, I was always into working out, weightlifting in high school. But then, you know, once you go to college, you have to pay bills. You start working at nights. Um, you go to school in the mornings. All this time and you get fatigued. I was stopped working out as much. I stopped really caring about my fitness. And so even though that passion was there, it just kind of died down also. So I feel like passion is something that if you don't continuously work at, it might be there in your foundation, but it will never actually come out if you don't continuously work at it. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. I've found that passion again because it's always been there. And I, but I've kind of brought it to the forefront of my life now where I'm acting on it, not just having it inside me. Yeah. So you're like intentionally seeking it out. I, mm. that's good I like I like how you said that that you literally have to work towards it because I feel like a lot of people if you're listening to this you might be like that person like oh I'm not passionate I'm not a passionate person man all these people are crushing it because they're passionate about that and I don't have a passion but really it's just because they've actually made it intentional and those people if you're that one person you're waiting for passion to just like knock on your front door and be like yo here here it is this is what's gonna like make you successful but that's not really how it goes. You know, it's something you continuously have to work towards. Cool. I like that. But let's move. Let's let's go to Michael, too. So what what is your. You know, give us a little about your story. What are you doing right now? Where are you working? You know, your background on content creation. I know that, you know, you're not new in like, you know, wanting to do photo video. But now you're back in like reemerging 
So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, currently right now, I work at Coach up in Bellevue Square. So, I sell handbags and men's business bags. Um, and content creation kind of emerged uh, when I was in high school. So, I've always loved cars. I've always had, always had a passion for that. Um, and I think with that, photography and videography was kind of like a natural thing. Um, you know, being being around cars a lot. You know, you want to take photos of cars. You want to document things. Um, and I, I think that's where my passion initially evolved from. Um, I was doing that for a while. I got into videography. I started uh, making car videos for, I want to say, about a year or so. Um, and then I got sidetracked uh, because uh, kind of a love for finance, um, but underlying theme of like network marketing and business really kind of just caught my attention. Um, so I did that for about two and a half years. Um, and it was a great learning experience. I really enjoyed um, a lot of the mentorship, uh, a lot of the experiences I had, but looking long term, that wasn't something that um, I truly could see myself doing for a long time. And so after that, um, I started kind of focusing back on school. Um, I loved the day trade. That was the network marketing. So it was like a network marketing educational platform that taught uh, Forex. Um, and that's something that I still hold true today. Uh, I'm actually going to be going to school in September for finance, UW Tacoma. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but after I was kind of called it quits with network marketing, um, I fell upon a body shop or body kit uh, company. Uh, I did that briefly, but the one funny thing about that was not only did it bring me around cars again, right? Uh, but it also kind of brought up and relit that fire of content creation. Um, and I think that's really where uh, that fire for content creation kind of just re resubmerged. Um, and that's kind of brought me to where I am today. Um, you know, it's, just, it's funny just looking back on how it has kind of came full circle. Um, so, you know, just really excited to uh, dive into something that uh, I can see myself doing long term, something that will uh, continue to challenge me yeah. um, and kind of going off. It, it's funny because it's kind of the same thing as Kevin. You know, he started cooking. Um, he got sidetracked with a handful of other things. But when he had that time, that fire for cooking kind of relit back up for him. And, for sure. you know, I'd say that same thing goes for me, too. Sick. Well, I mean, I really feel like there's a lot of people out there that might relate to this. It's just that maybe there's a lot of people out there that had a passion in the past. Like there, everyone was passionate about something at some point. Like maybe it was like not something they wanted to make a career out of, but it was something they enjoyed doing in the past time, especially probably like in high school or a little bit after high school because you have more time during that during that period. So you're kind of experimenting and you there is something there was one class in school or there was one thing you did out after school that you were sort of pat quote passionate about. Um, but a lot of the times it dies out. You know, like it's like we talked about, it dies out and then you get sidetracked. And before you know it, you're at a job that you're not really like passionate or you love. And then you're like always thinking about the good old days. And that, that's what I talk about, too. I always meet people, you know, like older people. They're like, man, when I was younger, I used to do this. And, this. and I'm like, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy's always reminisc reminiscing on the past. 
And so one question I want to ask open mic kind of to both of you guys. We can kind of start talking just like free for all now. So you both kind of stepped away from a previous passion and it both kind of emerged. It's funny because it kind of emerged at the same time again. Yeah, no, it's funny. So, so what are the elements you think then to that like reignited like a passion? Like why is it that you're taking it more seriously now all of a sudden you know what what are the, what were the things that happened or the the environment that you created for yourself in order for that passion to kind of reemerge to have that fire again yeah i i personally think it's just creativity like creativity um really seeing like progress and growth cuz i mean i look at my first car video and and i look at the last one that i had made and I was like, wow, like I really saw an immense amount of growth, an immense amount of, uh, of, of progress. And I think, um, you know, what had sidetracked me really hadn't given me that itch for creativity um, and kind of just touching on passion. I know this is kind of the overarching theme, um, but I think I think passion is something that you're willing to do and not get paid for um, because you know, when I was making those car videos, you know, I was fine continuing to do those, not getting paid for, you know. So kind of just pushing that into the theme, I think I have um, understood and shift my kind of mental state of like, hey, you can turn what was a passion into a paycheck and make that a full time income some way, somehow. You know, mm -hmm. so I think it's just that mental attitude, that mental shift that you need to make uh, to to follow, you know, content creation uh, Whatever you know, is, as a yeah. career. Yeah. yeah. Creativity is key. Um, you know, I think it's fun, ironic that I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like me. Um, well, it's very unfortunate what has been happening these past four months with COVID you know all these people losing their jobs um, economic though. situations it's terrible Shutting down everything um, man. rip 2020 I mean, rip 2020 yeah, exactly. guys I mean, yeah no, i didn't know already know we're already looking forward to 2021 <laughs> it's, it's a blank in the year okay a blank in the history let's just start over blank, yeah. blank six seven months yeah. but uh i think that's ironic because just as many people who have struggled during this covid times i think there's also a lot of people who have really emerged during this COVID time, like kind of like how I consider myself. I, for me, I've been working since I was 17 years old. You know, I wanted to make my own money, get my own stuff, buy my own things and not have to rely on my parents. So I've been working since I was 17, worked my way through college, after college, just working. And now I'm working. And it's once COVID hit and then I got furloughed for two months, I've I had two whole months off when previously I had never taken more than two weeks off. You know, I always worked jobs where it was really hard so for me true. to, really you hard for time. me. Yeah. yeah, it was really hard for me to even get two straight weeks off from any of my previous jobs. So to suddenly have two whole months, and at that time, I didn't even know it was gonna be two months. Um, thankfully I got back to work, but it could have been three, four months what I was expecting. So to have all this sudden time on my hands was so weird to me. Like it just, I didn't know what to do with all this time. And so for me during this COVID time, it just really uh, just gave me this time to think about my life, 
think about my passions and kind of get back to basics and basics not in the sense of oh okay what can i do to make money it was more of just basics of what i enjoy out of life because we had all this time to think about that kind of thing Mm -hmm. we couldn't go out couldn't meet people so you really just at home with your thoughts and so you know we had all these just random thoughts and that's when like my creativity kind of came back and just slapped me in the face and whatever was always there was slowly coming out because i had the time to think about it and i think that's what's really important for a lot of people is you want to find your passion then you got to start eliminating distractions Mm -hmm. there's no way you can find passion these days if you're so distracted which most people are whether it's their job whether it's their families whether it's their social media whether it's netflix they're just they don't give themselves any time to think about their passion because they just fill their lives with all these things that take up their yeah they just take up Mm -hmm. all this capacity in their heads that they might have had a passion but they never give it the time of light so how are you going to find that passion if you don't even allow it to give poke its head you know and so that's for me it's just very ironic that covid kind of I'm sure it's not just myself, just for a lot of people might have just started this back up for them or bring out these things that were always there, but just couldn't come out. Yeah, that's true. COVID-19 messed up a lot of people, bro. <laughs> hey, if you're inside and you're indoors for the past couple months, if y'all just been chilling, you're watching wasting, Netflix, yeah, you're, you're losing, <laughs> you're losing seasons. out on a big opportunity for you to grow your business. Seriously, like a lot of people have been crying about how don't get me wrong like i don't want to be insensitive to people who really have bills to pay and obviously been heavily affected especially create uh, creative freelancers from COVID 19 but if you can float that over the past few months dude this is a great time to work on your personal brand just grow everything about your personal brand but going back to the what we were just talking about for me personally i feel like just the, the key takeaways for this section would be there's two things that I think that fuel passion and that you need to kind of eliminate slash optimize. And that's your environment and the people you're around. Two major things like people can be toxic, like literally, like I, I'm telling you, if you're in your life, like if someone sends you a text message or you're around someone and they give you this weird feeling in your gut where you're like, man, what does this person want? What, what does this person need? Or also you have that feeling of like, you just don't feel good about like a certain person's energy that is toxic like literally that is that that can be detrimental to every aspect of your life and that's not even just passion that can be detrimental to everything so just know that people whether you how strong you think your willpower is when it comes to people people indirectly and directly can have a huge impact on everything in your life that includes passion secondly would be your environment i feel like my brother Kevin, I feel like he's really like I feel like fitness and the gym, just all that in general have really uh, created a good environment for you to think cle- clearly. And I feel like fitness indirectly is creating an environment for yourself that is like mentally stimulating, you know, what I mean, creatively stimulating. So I feel like that environment is a key because if you have that like environment set up, uh, you know, set up for success, but also being more specific on that is like you put these triggers in your life that make you want to be creative like for me you know like setting up an environment where i like meet up with other creatives you know set up a good home office station where i feel inspired to create like setting those things up actually help with my passion you know because they make me want to like work so i feel like environment and people 
are two really important things you really need to evaluate in your life if passion is what you're trying to find yeah, right and i feel like passion i feel like most people they they equate passion to something so concrete it's like some people might think oh i'm, I'm not passionate about anything you know i'm not good at anything I don't really have those kind of skills like other people have. And it's not really about having something concrete. It's really you find something and you work at it. Any, I, I really truly believe if you work at something long enough, it can be a passion. And for me, when, I, when COVID hit, all the gyms closed. I was, I was two months into like this really deep motivation since like February. So February and March, I was saying the gym every day seeing results really excited about where my body was going where my health was going and then COVID hit and the gyms just shut down and that was so it killed my like vibe so much because when you're in this zone and then someone just takes it away from you that passion could have just gone away but what I did was I continued to work at it I would buy resistance bands I would go get dumbbells I got a pull-up bar and just it was tough don't get me wrong i did not enjoy home workout i did not enjoy body weight workouts for the first month of covid i was just like oh, this is so annoying i can't get the same pump i don't have the same feeling as going to the gym is killing my vibe but i just didn't quit kept working kept working and then i suddenly found this enjoyment of working out at home and not because I enjoyed working out at home so much. It was just the fact that, hey, I'm taking care of my body. I'm maintaining my fitness and not just giving in to this environment. Like you said, environment. It was I was not in the ideal environment to get into shape. But I had a passion. But I knew I had to. That's not enough. You have to keep working at it. Keep working at it. Chip away. And now, as you guys know, because, you know, we exercise together a lot and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm in the best shape of my life four months into COVID. Mm -hmm. And how many know, people can say the same? Yeah. And it's, mm -hmm. it's not because I just love working out at home or just doing this. It's because when you have a passion for something, you have to work at it without working at it and not doing the nitty gritty. It's going to just go away. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's, I think that's really key. You just have to keep chipping away and working at your passion small or big you got to keep working or else nothing's gonna happen and and touching on uh what you had mentioned about uh the people you surround yourself with um that's such a crucial aspect of i think progress growth um you know because if you're surrounding yourself with people that are putting you down uh when you think you're doing good or when you think you're making progress you know that can be uh, that can hurt, you know, that can hurt your, your mentality, that can hurt um, the way you may view your progress and what you are doing, um, you know. So I think uh, especially when COVID hit, uh, you know, the, the people that I was surrounding myself with uh, may not have been the best association, you know, the, the best people that uh, were really going to push me uh, toward what I truly wanted to uh, you know, lean, lean toward as far as like content creation goes. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to touch on that subject for sure. Honestly, another big thing too, I feel like with passion, I feel like you guys can talk on this as well. Is that like, um, too many people who are trying to find a passion, 
they're actually frauding themselves because they actually are trying to find a paycheck. Like, are you trying to find a passion? Or are you trying to make money? Because they get lost because they're like, oh, like, I want to find a passion. I want to find a passion. But really what you're trying to do is trying to get out of a situation you're in and you want to make more money. Because there's two different things. Passion, being passionate about something and then trying to f- make money. Yeah, it can kind of go together because once you're passionate about something, it can pay itself out. But a lot of people are low key, like not really in it for what they're doing. They just want to make money. And I, I see this personally in my industry. Um, well, it's kind of all of our industries, but for filmmaking in general, you know, a lot of people, they're like, man, like I want to be a filmmaker. I want to be a videographer. But really, when it comes down to like, you know, wanting to actually practice and hone in on their craft, they're like not interested. But when it comes down to like getting gigs, getting business, making sure they can get a hundred thousand dollars in one year, they're like, oh yeah, I'm all for that. I want to hear, I want to listen. But then you're not really working on your passion at that point. If you're passionate about something, you're working on tweaking every minor detail of your craft. That has nothing to do with the money. Yeah, no, I I think you're addicted to seeing the progress and seeing the growth. And uh, not only is your progress growth a byproduct of, you know, maybe making more money, um, I think it kind of always full circle comes back to if it's your passion, you should be willing to do that for free. You know, it's like I think in anything you need to give it, you know, it's due diligence in creating content for free. Right. Because not only uh, creating content as far as like your passion goes, you know, like Mm -hmm. Kevin, you know, creating his fitness content, you know, me creating my car content. Right. I would I'm fine doing that for free, you know, and I Mm -hmm. think that's where the passion begins. But understanding that you can turn that into a paycheck. Yeah, that 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 should be a long term goal. Exactly. Comes later. Yeah. But, But like Kevin said earlier, too, though, I really feel like. Passion. Man, I feel like we're using over oh, oh, we're using the word passion like crazy. Like, we should like switch up the word. I feel like we said like we should have if this was a video, we would have a counter on the screen. This is passion. How many times you say passion? It's like ding ding you, ding. You should put that ding. in. And we take a shot every time you say the word passion. Oh, yeah, if we did, we would not finish this podcast. <laughs> no, we. Um, cold. But I just wanted to say that uh, basically, what he's saying earlier, like you people who are passionate about things, you're not really. I feel like. It's just because they chose something and they just stuck with it. And then they're actually, what they're actually into is the growth. They like seeing progress. You know what I mean? So, and then that's what leads them to quote unquote being passionate about it. But there's a lot of people who are, you know, those people in high school you meet, they're talented at so many things. They're good at football. They're good at track. They're good at art. They're good at music. They just picked the point like on the map, just stuck with it. And then that became something they're passionate about. It's not the only thing they could have chose. There's so many other things they could have chose. It's just that they chose something. They saw progress. They were addicted to that progress, stuck with it. And now that's something that people say, oh, you're so passionate about that. You know? Yeah. And I feel like when you said about difference between people who are doing something to make money and who are passionate is if you're just doing it to make money and your smoke screen is that you're really in love and enjoy the process and you're trying to you're really passionate about it you're willing to take shortcuts if if you're willing if you're in it for the money you're willing to take shortcuts not that that's your first option but you're willing at a certain point you are willing to take shortcuts because even if it makes you more money you're gonna do it when you're really into it for just the process you don't want to take shortcuts you want to do it the right way because it just 
mentally that's how it is if you really enjoy doing something why would you do it halfway why would you try to get around doing it properly you want to do everything the right way so if you're really passionate about something you don't want to take those shortcuts you want to make sure everything you do is meticulous like you said it's detailed like you're gonna you make do, everything your yeah, best work mm-hmm. especially like let's say if you're doing filmmaking for example like ed does you don't want to just do like random things and oh just just go here and there taking shortcuts on how to get camera gear like no you want to make sure you do everything properly so that when you put out a product when you put out some kind of portfolio people can tell it's quality stuff People aren't stupid. People can tell when things are quality and things are just there because you wanted to put it out. And so I think that's a real difference when people are trying to find their quote-unquote passion is that are you willing to do it without the shortcuts? And if you're not, then that's not your passion. That's not your passion. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to make money, mm-hmm. what, which is like, you can go that route. I'm just saying like, but don't don't be telling people like, oh, like I'm not really feeling it. You're not feeling it because you're you trying to make money. You got to be real. That's yourself. why, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like that's a good example like first off kevin going on to what he was just saying like he about to come out with his first vlog and we're watching him this past weekend watching him making his first vlog and like dude literally i seen this man trying to revise it like five times when i told him the first time it was pretty good he is he getting does he he literally doesn't even have a youtube channel homeboy <laughs> is about to make the youtube channel launch it with this video in the with same zero, day with zero subscribers and he's this meticulous about the first vlog which is just a testament to his point, which I agree on, is that when you just love the process and you're trying to create something for you, that is something you probably are passionate about. Because, yeah, you're not really, like, looking for, you know... yeah, Of course, long-term, yeah, Cook Waits, Kevin, he's trying to make it into a business. That's Mm -hmm. You can always have long-term strategies. Yeah, but but it can't be a short-term. Yeah, but we're talking about the day-to-day. Day in and day out, what are you doing? How are you spending your time? You know, things like that. And if you're doing it for the right reasons... Then you're probably on the right track mm-hmm. but you know if you're trying to do it because you hear about your buddy who's making six figures as a filmmaker or you're, ma- you're hearing about your youtuber friend who's making money from ads if you have those kind of metrics in mind and then you approach your business or your creative that way that is when you're going to burn out you're not going to last you're literally not going to last D- take this podcast you're listening to for example right now are we getting paid from this heck no we're no. not hey but if you're a sponsor you're listening to this <laughs> I'm down. He's Email a, me, bro. He's Email a, me. Hit me up. Hit but, me for up. Re- but for real, literally, we're not getting paid from this. Like, we're spending probably an hour and a half plus editing. I'm probably going to spend a total of like three hours putting this out. I'm not getting paid a single penny. But if you're listening, I appreciate you. But really, I'm not making any money off you. This it's is a just passion. This is just free value. And that's that's like a good indicator. Like, oh, I'm probably passionate about making podcasts. You know, this is something I enjoy. Right? I, think, I think also is this when you enjoy doing something, it it will come naturally as far as the money aspect if if you put in the work i mean it's a byproduct yeah yeah it's not yeah you can't just be passionate about something and just keep it to yourself and expect someone to come to your doorstep with a hundred thousand dollars that's not how it works but you guys obviously got to put yourself out there but i think when you build the confidence in what you're doing and you really really understand the process then you just start to have these feelings of wanting to put it out there into the world. That's just how I felt. I don't know about everyone else, but for me, I honestly never, when I started doing it, when it's COVID hit and I really started having all this free time, I never thought about starting a YouTube channel. I never thought about making an Instagram and documenting my 
cooking videos and my workouts and my recipes and just lifestyle. I never even thought about doing that. But as you slowly just get better, whether it's um, you know, filmmaking, whether it's car videos, whether it's cooking and fitness, whenever you just start to improve things, find details, fine-tune details, and just improve in whatever aspect, then naturally you want to show people that. You want to tell people about it. Not in a way of boasting, but because you just feel so strongly about what you're doing. You feel, oh, there's got to be people out there who would really appreciate what I'm saying because they're coming from the same place. And I think those feelings naturally come. And then as they progress, then money will just come along. But if you're really doing it for the right reasons, the money will always come. And just just focus on, you know, I mean, I'm talking like I have a million subscribers, but I literally have zero. <laughs> yo, but, yo, but, shout out to Kevin. Yeah, but I just feel so strongly about, like I said, like I told Ed and Michael, is like, dude, I really don't care if I only like two people see my video, my vlog video that I'm going to be first video that I'm posting on my YouTube channel. If two people see it, that's fine with me. Really, me and Ed. Yeah. <laughs> the two people sitting hey, right here. Hey, all right, all right. If y'all just want to watch it, we'll, we'll put the link in the podcast. We'll get, we'll, get but, to, we'll get to five views out here, all right, guys? And some people we'll might... Maybe yeah. 10. <laughs> and, and some people might think, oh, you got to think bigger. You, you got to want more people to watch. Like, obviously, do I want a million people to watch it? Of course hey, I want... that'd be nice. Yeah, of course I want a million people to watch my video. It will happen, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that can't be my mindset on my first video yeah like to go into my first video to think oh i want so many people to watch this that's already not a good starting place and i already know for myself because i'm setting myself up to be disappointed so i go in thinking i'm gonna make this content for myself because i enjoy doing it i really love doing it and if people want to watch that's great but the amount of viewership is not going to affect the quality and the effort that I put into this project. And I think over time, it's a compounding effect of when you do that enough, people will want to watch you. Yeah. There's a really good piece of advice got from my friends. I've probably said it before on the podcast, to be honest. I don't know how everyone's how long you guys have been listening to the podcast, but there is advice that one of my friends gave me when I was first starting out on this whole like Instagram journey which is funny that you just talked about what you just did because it was, he basically said, I asked him, you know, he had like a hundred thousand followers at the time on Instagram. And I was like, yo, how, how did you get to a hundred thousand followers, fam? I had like, like 4,000 at the time. He was like, you know what it is? It's like when I had no followers, I was already posting like I had a hundred thousand followers. I remember that. So that was one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got. Because if you look at my post, my content right now, Edward Lee films, if you look at how I post and what I post, it's really similar to what I was posting like four years ago. Because at that time, I was still acting like I had the same audience, the same impact, the same viewpoint as I did four years ago. Do I have more followers now? Yes. Is my content really changing? Not really. Like the voice is kind of the same. And I feel like that is a big contributing factor to just where I am now. Because dude, it's like when you meet someone who's really confident you're like whoa like they just exuberate this like energy you're just like well i want to be around this person because they have that vibe about them it's the same thing you don't necessarily have to have like a huge following it's just like my brother said like you said right now like 
well, yeah, you don't have a million followers yet, but you don't care. And that's important because when you do have a million followers, your voice will still be the same. And, and that's, your appreciation that's the thing. Like, you don't want to switch up on people. You know what I mean? Like, if you're being like, nothing's worse than being like, oh, like, not knowing what you want to do. And then when you have a million followers, you're just like this cocky, just like influencer. That's what you don't want to do. So I feel like when you start early on, if you post like you have 100,000, like you have a million, your content also will follow. Because you know someone with a million followers would not post that trash photo. Or will not post that trash video. You know they wouldn't do that. So why would you do that to yourself oh, right now? My video is trash. No. <laughs> Dang, bro. That's me. No. That's me, man. Cold, cold bro. bro. It's his first one, you know, dude. You Chill. Know, you know what I'm saying, Come on, bro. bro. I'm, I'm just... I'm not saying your video. You know what I mean. I'm just saying, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. When you when you when you post like you have that huge audience, but like by default it'll grow naturally, and then that's when you can just you know carve out your your voice that way. And yeah. I think one important thing too is when we were watching your vlog today, you were like, "Man, I already know some things that I can improve on," you know. So like, you're already thinking and running ahead for the next one. It's like, "Hey, I can improve here, 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 and here," you know. So I think that you know that that's just an awesome mindset to For sure to, to stay in yeah and, and you know it's like when when people are enjoying the process really passionate about what they're doing you ding. Will, passionate again <laughs> ding you, ding I ding mean, <laughs> all right shot but <laughs> you know i feel that you will you will love the process of improving i think that's that's really key is that i really enjoy not being perfect i really do and i really enjoy the process of not having the best camera gear i have to i love the process of not being the most fit person in the world not the best cook not the best in anything because i know that means i can keep on improving and then when you can keep on improving your passion for whatever you're doing just continues to grow it's just it's an addiction when you when you when you're doing something you're improving you get to a certain level but you know you can do more, so you improve a little more, improve a little more, and then at a, at a certain point, it's just become such a big part of your life that you just can't stop. It's just a snowball rolling down the hill, and never no any stopping. progression. Yeah. Dude, so I'm reading a book right now called um, Infinite Games or Finite Games. It's by Simon Sinek. Like he basically breaks down the two there's two different games in life and it's the finite game and the infinite game so a lot of people in life they treat life or just what we're talking about right now as like um like a finite game like they try to they try to think like okay we're gonna be the best at this we're the only we're gonna be the we want to knock out all the competition we're gonna be the only product we're gonna be the only service that people want to use the thing about like life and just business in general is not finite it's infinite like there's always going to be unknown rules always going to be unknown players and really it goes on forever right let's just say like apple let's say the ceo dies there's gonna be another ceo there's gonna be another ceo after that like like business is infinite and so i think when you take that approach to your creative business what we're talking about right now and just youtube in general when you treat it like an infinite game like there is no end there is no like, hey, we made it. Here we are. There you're is all, you're always there improving. is no end. You're you're the it. The game is you survive. The game is like, it's like it, when you know those games where you just is a roam free world. There's no objective. You're you just building a life. You just is there to survive. Minecraft. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like there's no there's no there's no end, yeah. and that's literally what we're living in. It's like there's no end. There's 
there's no amount of followers where you're like i made it there's no amount of money in your bank account where like i made it you just it's just it ongoing so what you yeah. really got to do to really quote win the game is you just don't you, you're just in it you don't play it you're Be just satisfied yeah, with you're just being you satisfied are. always where you are no matter where what level you're at you're just yeah. it's an infinite game and i think and it's I funny like it's funny because that's how i approach fitness and i approach um the reason why i can keep going and keep improving is because i'm not trying to get to a certain level or look have a six-pack and you know be this ripped person you'll be that don't worry <laughs> let's say let's say let's say i get to that point am i gonna stop working out am i gonna stop taking care of my no body? but i'm about to feel super insecure <laughs> if you have a six-pack <laughs> i'll be like yo <laughs> he's gonna live to shit up like dang yeah but you know what I mean? It's like people, that's what I really like to put, portray in my, in my content when it comes to my fitness content, at least. It's that we're not in it to get achieve a certain look and then stop. Because our goal is to be healthy for our entire lives, to be functional, to be able to do things until we're old, you know? And, and that's kind of like how it's funny how you approach that with the infinite... Uh, mindset in business and all that it's that we're not trying to reach an end goal and then just stop that's not that's not what we're trying to do we're trying to keep it going until we just can't anymore and and that's kind of that mindset has really helped me in my field and my content is that i'm not trying to reach a million followers or something or like a million subscribers on youtube and then stop making content oh i've made it it's like no i'm, I'm gonna just keep doing what i want to do no matter how many followers or no matter how much money it's like you just want to keep doing it yeah but there there is a crossover point though you know what i mean like everyone listening to this i don't want this is the problem that i kind of faced when i was first starting out there is a crossover point i don't want to just be like that person in a podcast where it's like yeah passion chase your dreams just just doesn't matter if you're getting paid just do what you love that's so not true because there is a point where you got to start making money. You know what I mean? You have to start actually implementing the strategies. And yeah, you don't want to work the nine to five every day. There are actual specific strategies that you have to implement in order to get to a point where you can sustain yourself and make money. So that's what I'm talking about. But I think what, what I really want to emphasize is that we're not saying like that your goal shouldn't be to make money. You should eventually want to make money with your passion. That it, that should be a goal. But at least for me, for example, like creators, if you listen to this, a lot of you are creators and you're wanting to make, you know, make videos and do photography or whatever, right? If you were to like be like, oh, Ed, I can't make money. I don't know why. Or like, this is not working for me. I'm like, okay, how long have you been creating? One year. I'm like, that's why. <laughs> because you're only creating for one year. Too many people think about the profit before the product. That's every good company, every successful business thinks about the product first what problem are you solving how good is your product and then you charge a price for it you don't charge a price for a product that's not even there yet you know what i mean people trying to make a profit out here with trash products you know what i mean you don't want to be that person and what we provide which is this content creation service or youtube or instagram whatever at the end of the day in 2020 your instagram profile your youtube channel that is a product people putting their time on their devices watching your video for 10 minutes that's a product whether you monetize it or not it's uh, it doesn't matter but you the fact that the attention we're living in the attention era attention is a currency if you can get someone to watch your video for 10 minutes they're just they just gave you something of value you could eventually monetize that so that's a product so if your product is not dialed in you can't make a profit yet 
So I feel like for those of you listening who are like, oh, well, you know, I, I need to make money. True. But you got to make sure your product is on point first. And then you got to implement optimization. I'd be worried if you were like, yeah, I've been creating for 10 years and I'm still making 20 G's a year. I'd be like, bro, there's some definitely, pro- there's <laughs> some gotta, strategies. You got to work gotta, on the quality. Yeah, yeah, you, now, Probably now, doing something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now you got to start implementing something on the profit strategies, strategies. or optimizing your content. I but, think. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've always heard you continue to repeat over and over and over. There are certain strategies that when you get to that point of, hey, I, I can, like my quality is there, my content is there, there is a certain strategy that I can use in order to turn this into a profit. You know, And I think what I've heard you say time and time again is strategy, strategy, strategy. You know, So for listeners that are listening to this, that may be your missing link if you've been doing this for a while for a long time exactly. Yeah, exactly that could be the missing piece is that you just don't know how to optimize because that like man we can go into it pretty deep but we won't we won't but i'm just saying like things like closing clients and emails personal branding cohesiveness how your instagram feed looks how it how it connects with your website how that connects to your everything like there are actual strategies, you know, I don't want to be like, because the one problem that I had when I was first growing as creative, I'd go on YouTube and everyone's like, chase your passion. And they're like jumping off a cliff and they're like, do what you love. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool and all, but like, you got to pay the bills, which I, which I totally understand too. I think obviously this episode is all around passion, but I wouldn't want to be insensitive to the people who, who like, there's people who actually have families to feed. You know, we're all, we're all like, you know, doing our thing, but there are people who try to become filmmakers and they literally have children. And they have yeah. family to feed. They, they can't just be like, oh, I'm going to make YouTube videos for three months and just see how it goes. You know, they, they have to start implementing strategies now, which I respect as well. But, you know, there's a process with everything. I think I think you guys got to be honest with yourself when it comes to the point of optimization and eventually crossing over that passion into profit. You just got to be honest with yourself. Like even for me, I, I, I really want I have this strong urge to just quit my job and go full in on just making videos every not smart day. not smart no yeah don't do that don't do but, that do it <laughs> <laughs> terrible advice but, you know I, do it full send bro full send <laughs> but you know i just gotta be honest with myself. i quit my job last week <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like is my content to the point where i can live off of that and pay my bills no it's not um as much as i take pride in what i'm putting out i know it's not there you just got to be honest with yourself and that's kind of where the crossover starts to happen. Being honest is that like once you start to see your content and kind of give an honest review on it, then you can really take it to the next level of optimization because then you can, t- like you said, if you've been making content for 10 years and you're making $20,000 a year based off your content, not paying any bills, you're not doing something right. That means you're not taking an honest look at what you're putting out there. Or you may not really love it. Shout yeah, out to Kevin yeah. though, because he just got his first plug like a couple weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> oh, brand plug. Oh, yeah, 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 egg yeah. bites. Let's go. Egg bites, bro. Yeah. Egg bites. Yeah, you know it's some it was, background. Yeah. What, what company is it? Yeah, his first brand well, sponsorship, no. guys. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I just three months in. Let's yeah. go. And that's that's what I'm saying. It's like I didn't even expect it at all. Not even trying to make money. Just tagging a company's product that i bought at the grocery store i just bought their product at the grocery store used it in my video and it was a main ingredient in the video i tagged them they reached out to me and said hey we loved your video 
um, do you want to do another video on one of our other products and we'll give you merchandise we'll send you product and pay you money all right how much money though i'm curious oh it was only 150 dollars. that's that's only dude that's only, awesome that's, that's still just good starting bro. point there's people who still offer me a hundred dollars and i'm like bro i've been doing this for forever i'm like bro but to be honest what's cool though is like how many followers do you have um on instagram a thousand how long have you been posting on instagram but consistently for four months now bro four months 1000 followers already got his first 150 dollar gig I don't know about What's you guys. What's the ROI on that? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me check it. Like, 150. Right Business away, major uh, in the house. A, the ROI is thirty-seven dollars and fifty cents per month, yeah. bro. That's that's not yeah, bad. ROI is a round of drinks for one night. That's what yeah. it is. No, but it's just cool because it's like people think that you have to have some outlandish following to start getting paid, and I feel like that's the myth. That's such a myth. Like, dude, if you have a five thousand followers, if you can have 2500 followers okay let me i want to okay this is kind of tangent but i want to break down the ways you can make money as a creator okay two ways right one you can have a massive following you could literally have a hundred thousand followers a million followers and brands will literally pay you if your content is trash they'll still pay you because you have a voice you have influence so they'll still pay you and a stupid amount of money to post about it okay or there's people i've known that have zero followers just fire content and they still get paid by brands because they're content like literal zero followers or like a hundred whatever okay. they're, they're not banking on their influence you know what i mean and then they're still getting paid because their content is good but too many people get caught in that influence trap that following trap they're like i don't have followers i don't have followers dude there's so many people out there that are making money with no followers did you know most hollywood dps and filmmakers don't have a following people it's that use of the quality of the of the, of but the, the but the the movies you watch produce. in the theaters, right? The movie you watch in the theaters, go look up a lot of those DPs and filmmakers in the credits. Look up their Instagram. They got no following, but here they are working on movies in the theaters. They're getting paid probably six figures a year working on these projects, creating, right? And then that leads to the question: Are you trying to be an influencer or are you trying to be a creator? Are you trying to make money with your influence? Or you're trying to make money because you are a dope creator. That is the, that is a serious question that you have to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. I asked myself that probably like a year ago. I was like, okay, I was getting caught up in all the numbers. Like, man, I got all my friends who are like this following, this following. And then I got caught up in that trap. And then I thought about it. And I'm like, what is my goal though? Do I really want to be that one guy where I'm like a million followers and I got like posting little like pics with Audi or pics with some brand because I'm getting paid? Or do I want to be that one creator where i'm like you know hey okay not trying to blast anyone that's worked with audi i'm just i'm just that's just an example but audi if you're listening you can hit me up <laughs> i will accept your ads yo me too <laughs> but are you trying to be a creator i'm trying to be an influencer there's a difference you know what i mean because you know i don't know you guys are probably asking on instagram you see like those youtubers that have like four five eight million followers David Dorber, or what yeah, is it? And, David and their Dorber? videos are just like yeah look like they shot on an iphone you know so clearly they're not paying them for some fire cinematic quality content they're paying them because they have a huge following and not to discredit their audience like they've built the following off of their story in their life which is not content related so it's just more of like what you're trying to accomplish and i think i'm a little biased because i'm in the content creation industry so i'm like looking at people with like the quality of content 
but it might not be the same for everyone. Well, I mean, people like like I mean, just so happened because his name popped out like David Do- Dobrik, I think is his name. Uh, I remember seeing his videos and vines and things like that when he was first coming up. It's really funny stuff. But now when I see his content, just glimpses of it on social media, like you said, it just looks like he's posting content for the exposure because he has influence. Just, Following the trend. Yeah, just has brand deals. So he's obviously pushing some kind of product. And and then I don't view him as like that funny guy anymore, which is how he started. He was making comedy and making good skits. And I know the landscape of social media has changed a little bit and Vine is gone and things like that. But... There are still a lot of influencers I've seen that come came up as comedians and as skit people and are still doing that just in a different form, but they're still doing that. But there's also, like you said, those people who are there for the influence who used to do that. And now they're just putting out just this relatable content that people just want to see because they get lots of views. I, I think that's what a lot of people get caught up with, unfortunately, just because just of the day and age that we live in you know we we, everybody influencers want to catch more influence you know so they're going to latch on to what's new you know tiktok for example right you know i feel like a lot of people just latch on to that because a i can catch a lot of following really quickly and just so happens today i think that they just released a a news article saying that tiktok is going to be paying influencers they had like a 250 thousand or million i didn't read the full article but they have a super big budget to pay influencers influencers on tiktok and probably eight nine times out of ten a lot of people just made tiktok just so they could have that influence and who knows i think a big question that influencers need to ask themselves is what are you influencing your audience to do you know i think that's like a big premise and a big question that uh that a lot of influencers need to ask themselves dude i really feel like (sighs) influencers just messed up everything honestly my friend zach kravitz has a really good mentality my friend zach kravitz um shout out zach but he has this the whole like idea that he's like you know what i don't want a hundred thousand followers he's like i want to bask in being a micro influencer or micro like just not having an audience because when you i don't know how to explain it you we, we all can relate to this but when you have a small or when you follow someone who has a small audience or they're like underdog so to speak you kind of like really support them you know you're like man i want to see this guy do really well he's his kind is so underrated underrated you know what i mean but then the moment they start blowing up and some people i follow that i used to follow on youtube that had like a hundred thousand followers now they have over a million it's so weird once they hit that million mark you're just like you start to kind of grow numb to them you're like uh they're not as cool anymore. They're just so mainstream. And then you find another creator that's like smaller. And you're like, oh man, I'm so with this guy's content. And you're like, that guy should have that many yeah, followers. Yeah. Because of the quality exactly. of, so, and value so he I pushes really, out. I really think if you're a creator, like take that, take that as your advantage. Like if you're a micro, like bask in it. Because people like to get behind the underdog. That's how you build a real audience. You know what I mean? No one likes the people who have already made it. You know what I mean? Like people like to see the story, they like to see like the evolve, the, the evolving of like a creator, the evolving of like an audience. You know, so like that's how I am too. So right now, like I just want to coast. I only have four thousand subscribers on YouTube, and I know people who have like hundred thousand, one million, or whatever. But like, I'm I'm cool being at four because 
there's a process that I'm going to really enjoy from getting from 4 to 10, from 10 to 50, from 50 to 100. You know what I mean? And I feel like if you're a creator, you're like, man, no YouTube following, no Instagram following, boohoo me, like I'm not an influencer. It's okay because you you need to have that process, you need that story. That's the only way you're going to really build an audience that actually cares. Let's say you woke up with a million followers tomorrow. That's just a lot of pressure and it's also a lot of opinions that's going to just cripple you, you know? Yeah, I think that's why like we talk, touched on it before was you just got to eliminate the distractions, eliminate the, don't get lost in the sauce, you know? It's like you get a bunch of followers. Lost in the sauce. Spaghetti <laughs> sauce or Alfredo sauce? Lost in There's the sauce. There's a big difference. Probably Alfredo sauce. Yeah, <sighs> I'm with you. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like you don't get so distracted. Like when you're really passionate about something, it's easily easily um you get it's distracted by the number of followers if you're making any money if people are watching your views or your videos and all these little distractions that we just are naturally think about nowadays just because the age that we live in like it's it's just natural to think about those there's nothing wrong with caring about how many views you you have or how many likes you have like it's nothing wrong with that you can think about that but don't let it take the majority of your mental space don't put it on a pedestal mm-hmm. yeah yeah don't yeah do you care yeah do care about those things but don't let it take your mental space and distract you from doing what you want to do and you really enjoy doing you know and i feel like a lot of people forget about that they just get so distracted by popularity and clout and all that stuff and then they just get down on themselves because they're not at the level that they are expected to be at based off like social norms or whatever you know yeah, that's true. Dang, we've been podcasting for like over an hour now. We should probably wrap this up. There's probably people listening to this like, dang, this is a long podcast. Okay, last question. Last question. Let's just end with this kind of. Um, when should you pull the trigger or pull the plug on a passion? Like if you're listening, like w- at what point is the passion forced? When should you like drop it and be like, okay, maybe I'm not actually passionate about this and you need to move on to the next chapter. You know, when should you pull the plug on a passion? I'll start. So I really feel like you should pull the plug on a passion when you're not having fun with it. If you're like, yo, low key, like I actually don't really like this. That's definitely not something you should be doing. Like if you're passionate about something like we talked about, you're kind of enjoying every single process of that money or not. And if you're really waking up each day and you're kind of like dreading doing that thing or going to that thing. It's probably not something you're passionate about. Also, you should probably drop it if at the end of the day, you make no money from it like we talked about and you're like, dang, this sucks. Then you're probably in it for the wrong reasons. It's probably not your passion. So those like, I guess like money and like your overall feeling is kind of my things. Like, what do you guys think? What is When should you pull the plug on a passion? I think I can probably relate to that the most because of network marketing. That was something that I was doing for two and a half years. Um, you know, and from the money aspect, it was my first ever time in being network marketing, you know, and in my two and a half years, I, I made twenty to $25,000. So, you know, making money wasn't the aspect that pushed me away, you know, like, I think more so it was the longevity of me seeing myself doing that year after year, you know, I couldn't see myself continuing, continuing, 
I can't even say that word. Continuing to lit, do, fam. <laughs> nah, not even. <laughs> continuing to Somebody run. Cut him off. <laughs> continuing to run presentations. Continuing to to do the things that I was doing, you know. And I think just going off of what you said, I I didn't. I slowly stopped having enjoyment, you know, in it. Um, you know, so I think the biggest relatable thing for me is, you know, if if you continue to do something, you know, month after month, month year after year and you slowly start to not enjoy it, you know, I think you, you need to pull the plug on that, you know, because if you can't see yourself doing that 10, 20 years down the road. No, your whole life. Dude. Yeah, yeah, your whole, your whole life, life. Exactly. It's not it, bro. Yeah. It's not it. You got you got to pull the plug. Yeah, I'm making videos on my grandpa. Best bet, I'm going to hold a video camera and be like. Be <laughs> in his rocking chair. Cane in one hand. I got a can in the other hand. I'm still taking photos, <laughs> Nah, bro. you're going to be on your one meal, bro. <laughs> Oh man, um, I think like Ed said too. Obviously, if you, especially if you have like a family and things, and you have to pay bills, and you're like, you're chasing your passion, quote unquote, to the detriment of your family's livelihood. Then yeah, you just that's not the way to go. Um, but as far as like, if that's not the case, I think it, once you stop enjoying the process, might be time to be honest and think about it. Like like for example, if you're a filmmaker. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, you like shooting photos, but let's say for some reason, all of a sudden, you don't like editing. You hate editing. You dread doing a project just because you hate editing. And then you have to really think about, is that something that... Or delegate, yeah, or delegate. If you like shooting, you don't like editing, then delegate it, yeah. And it's like, so you got to really, if you're not enjoying the process anymore, it's a really good indicator to me that it's time to think about where your motives lie. Think about where you're trying to really go with it. Um, but like I said, I, I kind of feel also how I feel about this question of that deep down though is, is before you just pull the plug, before you just pull the plug on your passion, you have to be think really how hard you've been working at it. Because like I said, passion comes and goes. It just depends on how hard you work on it. And so if you're not passionate about something, is it because you're just not putting in the effort or just because you don't like it anymore? I think some people don't know the answer to that question sometimes. I think some people get, get kind of meshes together because one, they don't have the time to think about that. But I really think if you just put in the effort and you put in the time, things that you thought you weren't passionate about, you could become passionate about. So before you do, I would say, I'm not saying you should never pull the plug, but I think you should really be honest about how you have been working at that thing or whatever it is before you just pull the plug that's pretty good that's really good i like that i like that a lot so just some key takeaways if you have a passion before you pull the plug like kevin said evaluate though where you're at are you being honest with yourself are you really giving it the light of day that it deserves it's really important um but if you're i really feel like an overarching theme that i feel like we can all take away from this if you're listening as well is just like process over passion every day bro if you ain't loving it then don't do then, then don't do it like literally like like every day you should be waking up feeling fulfilled and excited to do what you want to do i i truly believe that it doesn't matter where you are in life um whether you work at a grocery store or you're some billionaire i feel like if you don't wake up every day doing what you love like everyone deserves that chance some people just have figured it out but i don't think that like one person deserves to have that and one person doesn't it's just some people really figured it out so i would say like t- 
to answer everyone's question on this podcast topic, do you really need passion? Uh, I think you need a measure of passion, but what's more important is the process. You need to love the process. If you love the process, kind of everything will follow suit. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, just gotta love the process. Love it. Yep. So overarching theme. Sorry to be basic and cliche to end it on the process, but you know, it is what it is, guys. It's cliche for a you reason. You guys are here for all the cliche stuff, right? But anyway, thank you for joining this episode of Mid Convo. Shout out to Michael and Kevin for joining this episode. Loki, a fat episode, an hour, a little over an hour. Like, I'm trying to keep the episodes around 30 minutes, but dude, when you got three people, it, it averages out. Okay. We all talk the same amount. And so we kind of like, you know, average it out. Um, but I just want to end it on this. Where can people go? Where can people find you guys on social media? Michael first. You can find me at Michael Clark Media, both on uh, YouTube and Instagram. What kind of content should people expect to see on your um, platform? This is more for accountability, because you know you gotta show up. If people are sending in there, hey, who knows? This podcast episode eventually might blow up, and then you gotta have some credibility there. So, what can people expect on Instagram? Uh, I'll be posting uh, podcast episodes. Uh, I haven't shot one yet, but stay <laughs> put tuned. that out there. Stay yeah, put tuned. that out there, bro. Fifteen by the end of the year, it's official right now oh, on the dang. podcast. All right. Um, as well as just kind of lifestyle travel, um, and then on YouTube, uh, I'll be posting uh, just videos about upcoming gear gear that i do have uh and just things related to content creation it's dope um you can find me on instagram at cook weights where i post frequently on my workouts um just mental health um workout tips fitness tips and also lots of cooking content cooking videos instructional videos um you can find me on youtube at same thing cook weights um first by the time this podcast comes out my first video will be up uh, where we're just going to dive into you know food fitness lifestyle and then also once my mic shows up we're going to be doing um, podcasts so you can find me at cook weights podcast on all platforms so sick literally oh this podcast is legendary because we caught these guys before they started a lot of a lot of their career so it's cool to have this podcast. Maybe we'll do like a 2.0 version in like two years, you know, recap on this episode. Dang, two years? Do you think it's going to take that long? <laughs> Six months to Bro. a year. <laughs> okay, we literally just talked about process. You're trying to be oh, done in two years, man. fam? Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to end it on two that Two years note. sounds good. We're going to end it on that note, boys Kevin and girls. The gun, bro. All right, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'll catch you guys next week in the next episode. Peace. See you guys later.